Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. And in tribute to Brent Musburger, you are listening live to Ray and Tay today. And I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I am Tay, Eric Taylor. And boy, like you said, we will miss Brent. Great to say goodbye to him. And the, the special an ESPN had last night, the 30 for 30 and the Chris Berman, just, just outstanding. Uh, give us a call. 718-664-9098, com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us your Super Bowl picks and who you think's MVP and all the other great awards we'll get to a little bit later. Today at gmail.com. It's Super Bowl 51. Wow. It's, it, Ray, it's hard to believe. It's incredible. Let's get right into it. And I want to take a different approach. You hear everybody break it down. I think we should do it a little differently. Let's start offense, and we'll go, you know, both of us. But I want you to start off first, and we'll do team for team. Let's attack the Falcons first. Give me one or two major keys on the offense for the Falcons that would have them holding up the Vince Lombardi trophy at the end of the game. What was what would the Falcons' offense need to do in your your eyes? So, Matt Patricia and this Bill Belichick mind that's been doing defense for forty fifty years, they make it tough. They make it so that you need to have long, sustained drives to beat them. And they figure that if it's a ten twelve drive, ten twelve play drive, you're going to make a mistake or they'll stop you. So. I think Atlanta needs to be patient, and they need to have a couple big hitting plays. So take what the defense gives you, be patient, and I think Matt Ryan's gotten a lot better at that. And especially when you're playing from ahead, you can be patient. So be patient, be patient. Matriculate the ball up the field with Gabriel and Sanu and Julio Jones, and don't fall into the trap of trying to force the ball down the field to Sanu, uh, to, uh, sorry, to Julio Jones. You'll get it but just be patient. And I think ultimately the game is decided by the running backs. If Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman can make plays in space against those linebackers, then I think Atlanta plays from ahead and controls the ball and controls the scoreboard. And I think that's key to winning the game for Atlanta. I would totally have to agree with you on pretty much everything you said. I think one thing that I know about the Patriots and what they're going to try to do in terms of really keying in on those running backs and trying to shut them down, not only do they have to do a little bit of dinking and dunking before you can take a chance, but if you know that they're going to try to stop your run, I think the Falcons have to use Freeman and Coleman and use their screen game as their running game. 
because I don't think the Patriots, they're the number one scoring defense and they're number one against stopping the run. And I just don't think you're going to be able to run on Branch and Chris Long and those defensive linemen that they have, your boy uh, Malcolm Brown from Texas that they got. It's really tough. So I think Gabriel, I think, you know, Alex Mack, who will be able to give them that protection, you know, and in Kyle Shanahan's offense, Ray, he doesn't just, you know, sort of West Coast extended. He doesn't just do slants and little curls. He'll do you know, 15-yard outs, you know, 15-yard middle-of-the-field curls, post-slants from tight ends. I mean, they've got a lot of different things going there. So I think, like you said, you have to be patient, but when it's your time to hit it, you've got to hit it and you've got to complete it. If you isolate who is not doubling, you know, or if they're doubling Julio, if you can get Gabriel one-on-one, they've got to beat the one-on-ones, him and Sanu. And I think you're going to see their tight ends have a big factor. You know, I, I want to see Hooper, if he can get something. Um, and the other guy, I always forget his name, because Tammy, I think, has not really been playing that much. I don't know if he's been hurt. But Ofa, Ofalusa or Ofa Ufa or whatever, he, him and Hooper have got No, no, no don't yeah. go there. <laughs> but they, they've got to they've be able to, to hit it. And, you know, and um, the reality is you got to keep Brady off the field, too, you know. So now let's look at the Patriots, man. What is their major two or three keys for them offensively to hold up the Lombardi, which would be fascinating for Goodell to have to hand it over? Well, I think Roger Goodell knows that even though he did oh, the Slate Gate thing, that's the that's the the league's marquee franchise, right? So if you if you had to close your eyes and say who's the favorite for the Super Bowl, you'd without knowing anything about the season, you'd say the New England Patriots. So I think Goodell is, is well aware that he won't be handing a, a trophy or two to the New England Patriots in the next few years. So he's just going to have to deal with it. Uh, the Patriots over the last. 15 years have really had one weakness and that's pressuring Tom Brady up the middle. Cause other than that, they haven't had tremendous talent. I'm talking about on offense. Other than that, they haven't had tremendous talent. I mean, they had Randy Moss one year, they go 18 and 0 and then they lose in the Super Bowl, And then the Super Bowl actually got shut down by Spagnola and, and uh, Tom Coughlin. The NASCAR defense. <laughs> yeah. And so, they have if you can, two, two things if you can do you can you can stop the patriots or you have a better chance is if you can rush four and get tom off his spots or you can rush five or more if you can get him up the middle and you can push him to to make plays on the move because if there's one thing tom brady is not is he's not mobile and he's not a a an unbelievable you know outside the pocket passer like an aaron rodgers is so that's what the New England Patriots have to focus on is keeping Tom Brady clean, keeping those throwing lanes. And you know what? From New England's perspective, just like Devontae Freeman and uh, and your boy Coleman have to make plays, I think that the thunder and lightning or whatever you want to call it with your boy Deion Lewis back in the house and LeGarrette Blunt, I think that's going to have to keep those – Atlanta Falcon front seven honest, but I think ultimately it's going to be that middle of the field, those quick hitting passes that just keep 
the clock moving, keep the Atlanta offense off the field, I think that's going to be the key. I think the, the key is going to be the short passing game. The, you know, the, the thing that you know, Wes Welker and Brady just mastered, right? Speaking of Wes Welker, newly getting himself a job in the NFL. But just getting that ball out of his hands quickly, getting it to, to Edelman, getting it to Hogan, getting Telly Tell, Martellus Bennett involved, getting him up the middle, Deion Lewis out of the backfield, the quick hitting game, so the, the, the sort of Bill Walsh style, you know, five, six, seven yards on first down, that's your key. And I think that will frustrate the Atlanta Falcons defense. The Atlanta Falcons will start taking chances. And then when the Atlanta Falcons start taking chances, then you get your your big hitters to Hogan, to Bennett, to Edelman. So, again, can't stress enough patience on both sides. It's going to be – I mean, both of these teams have the ability to put up big numbers. I actually don't think it's going to be that high scoring, but both of these teams have to be patient because the other team will try and frustrate you, and you're worried about the other team possessing the ball too much. You might try to do too much on offense. So I think patience and then that short passing game is the key for the Patriots. Yes, without a doubt. I, you know, for me, obviously, this offensive line, you know, and they got, uh, what's his name, Dante Skarnacki came back. This offensive line and Josh McDaniels, they are in a place where they are so in control. that They've got so many plays up their sleeve and so many weapons. They're undefeated with Deion Lewis in the lineup. And when you've got White, Lewis, and Blunt, and the Falcons, an interesting thing, they're, I think, if you rush 25 times or more, the Falcons, you know, they lose a ton. If you, uh, if, if you, you know, a, a team rushes less than 25 carries against them, the Falcons are undefeated this year. So the key is, I think for the Patriots, you got to pound the rock. You have to run the ball. And the games that the Falcons lost this year, that offense was not on the field. And teams were able, like the Eagles, put up 200 rushing yards on them. So I think, to me, when I see the Patriots and how they're going to attack, I think LeGarrette Blunt is going to get anywhere from 15 to 18 carries. And I think Deion Lewis is going to have five to seven. James White, a lot of third down screen passes. Brady loves to look for him. But at the end of the day, you'll see – depending on if the Falcons played that press coverage, you'll see some slants and screens to uh, Hogan, maybe Amendola, and you'll see Edelman. But I think in that deep zone where he likes to get Gronk, because, you know, Brady goes inside out when he attacks. And a little play-action pass, if they get Blunt going, you're going to see Brady down the seam, Ray, test those safeties, you know, Keanu Neal, the young kid, um, who they like to compare to Cam Chancellor. Well, we'll see if he's Cam Chancellor when Martellus Bennett comes down the middle for a 15- to 20-yard nice little bomb that Brady's going to drop in his lap. This is going to be chess, but I think the youth of the Falcons' secondary right now, mentally, they're best at checkers. And Brady is going to have a field day if they blitz too much. And I just don't know if the Falcons' defense can get him off that spot that you mentioned to really have him. And, look, he th- let's be honest, he throws it in 2.5 seconds anyway. So it's not like Brady's taking five to seven-step drops. He's either shotgun or three-step drops and it's out. So 
I think the Falcons and, and the Patriots will both move the ball tons of yards in this game, you know, from the 25 to the 20. It's who can get it into the goal line and get the red zone touchdowns that's going to make it different. And LeGarrette Blunt to me, Ray, has got an outside shot of being MVP. Um, let's start to look at the defenses, man. Can, can either defense totally dominate Ryan or Brady? Give me your thoughts on that. No. I think that these offenses are too diverse and too, you know, Brady's Brady, right? We know Brady, and, and he can spread it around. I don't think this is a New York Giants 2007, you know, Super Bowl where they hold them to, what was it, 10 or 13 points, 14 points. So, no, I think that there will be points scored. And like I said, it's all about patience. So, so the defenses will not dominate. But like you said, these defenses will bend, bend. They'll give a lot of yards but I'm not sure that they'll give up touchdowns necessarily. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You know, my thing is, Ray, in this game, someone's going to have to take a risk, and the chances are it's going to be more on the Falcons' side because the Patriots, they really clamp down come the goal line, and because they're so hard to run on, then it's all about watching Sanu and Julio with the height and preventing them from getting in. The one thing that they could miss, right, is Jamie Collins, because I don't know if Hightower can match up or the young kid that they drafted out of Houston, if he can match up with Freeman out of the backfield for a touchdown on the goal line. And Matt Ryan might have to scramble one in, you know, might have to run one in from the eight. You know, we've seen him do it against the Packers. That could be fascinating to see how that plays out. Um, but the Falcons secondary, somebody's going to have to jump a pass. And, the, and, and Teddy Bruschi said this on ESPN. It's such a great point. Even if you don't get to Brady because he gets rid of it so fast, just like the Giants did, you've got to put your hands up. You've got to be trees and stand up tall and sometimes tip or bat balls down. Because we all remember the clip, right? NFL Films, Brady was like, it's like I'm, I'm throwing it in trees. He was frustrated against the Giants. Because even when they didn't hit him, you know, those hands were up. Those guys were so tall. So that's what the Falcons have to do. And I just, I, I just don't know if they got the dudes to do it. It's going to be fascinating. So, Ray, let's get to it, man. So we can get to some of these awards and, and Hall of Fame and MVP and Rookie of the Year, all that. Tell me what's going to happen and what is Ray's Final score for the Super Bowl, 51. Oof. So, ultimately, it comes down to the Atlanta front seven and, and really the Atlanta front four, right? So, Grady and Brooks and Jackson and B-Easy, Vic Beasley. I mean, can they make Brady's life difficult? Can they force him in the fourth quarter into a turnover or into a, a critical fourth down stop. I'm going to go with the basketball approach here and say the Atlanta Falcons have not knocked on the door enough. They have not been the Detroit Pistons and then the Chicago Bulls of the late 80s and the early 90s. I just don't think that you can show up from the number two seed in the conference, so I give them credit, win two games 
and then win yourself a Super Bowl. Against these New England Patriots, I'm not sure. You give your boy Belichick two weeks to prepare. I just think it's too tall a task for Matt Ryan and the, and the Atlanta Falcons. So I say that they do a good job of keeping the game close. But I think ultimately this is like those early Super Bowls that the Patriots won. In fact, all of them have been close. And I think the Patriots just squeak out a close game. I'll give you a final score. I'll say 26-23. Go Patriots. Go Tom Brady with his fifth to tie Charles Haley as the most all-time and cement his legacy as much as it kills us as the greatest quarterback of all time. And you could argue it's the most important position in football, so you could start to make the argument for him being the greatest football player of all time. I mean, you have to. It's that important a position. So Brady won another close Super Bowl. So with the spread being three, and Vegas has been trying to see if the Falcons fans are laying down the money to get it to three and a half, it would go up. But it's three and 58 and a half. So you've got the under and basically the Falcons with the spread because it'd be a push, so the Patriots would not cover. Fifty-eight and a half. Actually, I have twenty-six, twenty-three, so I have fifty-nine. So I'm actually right on. That's so funny. I didn't even know that, but I'm I am Vegas right now. Basically, I am the, the spread and the over/under. Okay, oh, no, so I yes. have forty-nine. Sorry, I have forty-nine. Yeah, you got forty-nine. So you got the under. Yeah. yeah. No, I have the, the under, under here for sure. For you sure. got the Falcons with the spread. Yep. If you if you were a betting man, right? So for me. This is fascinating, and, you know, hashtag rise up, props to the Falcons, an amazing season, and this NFC South that has been so ridiculed, um, you know, I guess what, in the last... first, remember how many years it was worst to first? But in the last eight years, they've put three teams in in the Super Bowl, the Saints are the only one to win it, Panthers last year lost, and let's see what the Falcons do, but a pretty good look for them. Look, Matt Ryan's going to get MVP. 38 touchdowns, only seven picks. You know, he almost had 5,000 yards, a little bit behind Drew Breesy's, um, you know, 4,944. Wow. What this offense did this year, Ray, was so impressive. With a running game, by the way, can we just say that, that Drew Brees huh? put up 5,200 yards, but he didn't really have a real running game. Mark uh, Ingram was hurt. Your boy, Matt Ryan, did it with a very nice running game. Well, Freeman had over 1,000 yards, and Coleman, you know, had, I think, about five or six. So, And Freeman had 11 touchdowns, you know. So Freeman cracked 1,000. He had 1,079, which is impressive. So I'm going to say this, though, man. I, I really – I really think this Falcons team, sometimes you're so young and you don't know what you don't know. And I can see Julio, even with the stub toe, having one of those heroic games where he might wind up being and beating the double team. And I love this Falcons team. I don't love their defense. Neither one of us believed in them last year. And I didn't really believe in them this year. And I guess somewhere down the line, beating Seattle then beating the Packers, they kind of started to make me a believer. But being a believer and then knowing what you know for the last 15 years and now seven Super Bowls and four victories and nine Super Bowls overall, 
this Patriots team and franchise, you've got Edelman with his, you know, 1,100 yards receiving. You know, there's no Gronk, but you, you've got Bennett. You've got three healthy running backs. And Deion Lewis, Ray, watch him on special teams. He's going to make a difference. And Tom Brady, who at 28-2 and 3,500 yards passing, could easily be the MVP. But he finds and knows ways to put up seven Never really threes, even though they have Gutkowski. Third downs, he's so efficient. And I think at the end of the day, Brady mentally and his receivers against the Falcons secondary, I just don't think they have enough years behind them, talent and wisdom. They're, t- they're really, this team to me is, if not a year, but two years away from winning a title, you know? They, they had some things break right for them to get here to the Super Bowl. Let's be fair. Seattle down year, you know, Packers, injuries, whatever. So I really think the Falcons in two years can come back and win the chip, almost like the Broncos. But to me, right now, Ray, I'm going to go 31. I'm saying a 30-burger. 27. So still below the spread, but I mean, the points, 20, 58 points. So I'm taking the under, and the Patriots will cover the spread, and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick will go into their rightful place of being the greatest coach in history and the greatest quarterback in history, even though I cannot really stand them. You know, we both, as Michigan guys, we respect the heck out of Brady and love his career. The New England Patriots are going to win this Super Bowl by four, 31-27. Patriots cover that three-point spread and the under. That's where Tay is going. Ray and Tay both have the Patriots. Ray, let's start to look at these postseason awards, and let's take it just right from the top. The MVP, the finalists, you have Matt Ryan, Rodgers, Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, And Derek Carr, who's your pick? You know what? This is the first year I can honestly say three guys I could split, I could flip a coin, (laughs) and they're all worthy, but I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. He had the least talented team of all of those guys, and he did the most, and I, they all did great. I shouldn't say he did the most. He did equally yeah. well as the other two. Brady missed four games. I don't think you could you could only play 12 games and still win an MVP. Emmitt Smith did it by missing one game. Yeah. Uh, two games, I guess. So I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. He could be the MVP every year. He and Mike Trout are, are, and LeBron James are, are the guys that could be MVP any year. And I'm going to say especially with the four and six start that, that uh, he's my MVP. But I can't. Yeah, imagine. but he played poorly. In, in, in those first 10 games, I think. To mm-hmm. me, Matt Ryan, when you have Consistency. the four out of the top five, he's ranked four out of the top five quarterback seasons, 117 rating. That, that to me, is, is crazy. Matt Ryan, to me, without question, has got to be the MVP. Um, I really like what Zeke did. And, honestly, I think Derek Carr, definitely, if he did not get hurt and missed the last, what, two weeks? Um, could have had a shot. Okay, Ray, coach of the year. This one is, this is a tough one. You have Jason Garrett, you have Bill Belichick, 
You have Dan Quinn. Of course, Ben McAdoo had a great season. And then you have our guy, Jack Del Rio, with the Raiders. Who's your coach? You know, if the Raiders hadn't fall, fallen off, I think Jack Del Rio would have been the the choice for me. Yeah. But I got to say Jason Garrett. This guy has gotten mm-hmm. so much slack and so much criticism for going 8-8, eight and 8-8, eight, 8-8 eight and eight, eight and eight with Tony Romo and some very talented teams. And – we're we're taking it for granted, but if I were to tell you that there's a fourth-round draft pick, and Tony Romo goes down, and you have a fourth-round draft pick, and you do have the number four overall pick, and those two are your two starters and your two best players, not knowing anything else, and a defense that had a really bad year last year, you'd say, oh, that team's going to go like seven and nine. Six and eight, seven and nine. So I got to say, and not because I'm a Cowboy fan, because I actually don't like Jason Garrett. I think he's not the answer to Super Bowls. But for what he did this year, I got to give it to Jason Garrett. You know, I've gone back and forth in this, and I agree with you with Jack Del Rio, If you know, especially how we set the tone going for it with a two-point conversion week one against the Saints. But for me, it came down to Garrett and Bill Belichick. Um, I think Ben McAdoo had a great season, but I thought, you know, they 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 got kind of lucky in some ways, the Giants, with some of their, um, you know, victories. I think at the end of the day, Ray, I got to go with Bill Belichick because what he did going three and one with Jacoby and, and Jimmy, Jimmy G, I thought it was impressive. And they only lost the one game um, to Seattle when Brady came back at home. They're 8-0 on the road, and Bill Belichick, to me, getting rid of Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins and still having the number one scoring defense and a top, you know, 10 defense overall, it's just incredible. So I got to give coach of the year to Bill Belichick this year. Um, Let's go to offensive player of the year, kind of like most valuable poet on the MIC. So, you know, we've got David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, and Le'Veon Bell. Oh, and throw in um, Tom Brady. (laughs) So those are the finalists. Who you got? So the rational choice would be Matt Ryan, because if you give MVP to the other quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, you got to give Offensive Player of the Year to Matt Ryan. So I'll say Matt Ryan on the rational side, but I'm going to say on the emotional side, Ezekiel Elliott. Because he not only played offense, but he covered up defense. And the Dallas defense is not that good. But Ezekiel Elliott and time of possession and the fact that he gave the Cowboys an identity, he actually – gave the team a look that they haven't had before. Now, DeMarco Murray put up a lot of yards, but I don't feel like he got those critical fourth downs and he moved the ball like our boy Ezekiel Elliott did. So I'm going to give Ezekiel Elliott. I'll tie. I'll say Ryan and Elliott. Uh, I know that's kind of a cop-out, but but obviously both are so deserving of it. Um, To me, Ryan's my MVP, so I'm tempted to look at Rodgers in this one, but I really think um, Le'Veon Bell and Brady because they missed four and three games. I can't give it to them, but I would like to give it to Le'Veon. 
David Johnson was a hero to most, but his team struggled so much. So this one I have to give to Ezekiel Elliott. I just think he was so important and so dominant. And, of course, the offensive line has a hand in it. But for a rookie, and we know it's an easier transition at running back, but this guy just – he did everything that you could ask for, and he was definitely extremely offensive. So defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Oof, what a beast. Vic Beasley, he's in the Super Bowl. Uh, Von Miller, you know what that guy did. Khalil Mack and um, and Landon Collins. Oof, one of the best safeties. Who you got? Oh man, this one is tough. So I'm gonna say again, part of the resurrection, and maybe he's a year away, but I'm gonna say Khalil Mack because. To do it is one thing, but to do it in L.A. I'm sorry, it's L.A. Here here I am moving him to L.A., maybe Las Vegas. To do it in Oakland, where they've just had this culture of losing, he's the best defensive player maybe in the league, but certainly the best defensive player on that team. And that team's not very good on defense. They're excellent on offense. But he really carried that team. And, yeah, they faded a little bit. Uh, You know, it's hard to pull a a young, studly quarterback off the team, you know, in week 14 due to injury. But I'm going to say Khalil Mack from game in and game out showed up and put that team on his shoulders. I have to give it to Von Miller because following up the Super Bowl MVP and he didn't have DeMarcus Ware, he still, you know, was a little bit ahead of Vic Beasley, led the NFL in sacks, and he was just almost by himself with horrible quarterback play, um, got the Broncos back to the playoffs. They fell a little bit short, but I think Von Miller was just, he's still offensive rookie of the year, Dak Ezekiel. Uh, our boy Jordan Howard for the Bears was a beast from New Orleans. The stud from U.S. Uh, Ohio State, the Ohio State, Michael Thomas, and from Philadelphia, Mr. Carson Wentz, who's your offensive rookie of the year. Well, this one is easy. I mean, this one is either Elliott or or Prescott. You, you can't give it to the, any of the other three guys. These guys were unbelievable. Led their team to fourteen and two. So flip yeah. a coin, right? I, I, I guess I'd give it to. Uh, Dak Prescott because, you know, Ezekiel won the Offensive Player of the Year. So, one of the Cowboys. I got to give it to Dak. I mean, like you said, fourth-round pick, what he had to go through and do, uh, even a great offensive line. Now, Defensive Rookie of the Year, um, you've got from the Los Angeles Chargers, but he did it at San Diego Chargers, Joey Bosa, who was dominant even when he missed, what, three or four games. Then you have Jalen Ramsey, really stepped up from the Jaguars. Um, the Falcons, obviously, Deion Jones, the linebacker in the Super Bowl, who is, you know, could have a factor, uh, a matchup against Deion Lewis, potentially out of the backfield. And our boy, Floyd, um, you know, was a beast for the, uh, the Bears, uh, Leonard Floyd. And then the last guy from Tampa, Noah Spence, out of, what, Kentucky. Coming from Ohio State, who you got? Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, you know, uh, I, definitely, I typically don't like to give people if they didn't play the full season, but I'm going to say Joey Bosa. Started out slowly with the hamstring for first contract negotiation, then the hamstring, but you could see that this guy has some skills, and you could see that when he's dominant, he changes the game. 
and he started to have plays and quarters and, and games where he started to, to really impose his will as a rookie. So see Joey Bosa from the Cardinals, from the Ohio yeah. State University. Yeah, from the Chargers. I think he had like 10 or 10 and a half sacks. He was dominant. Um, I want to say Jalen Ramsey, but he, he came on more on later. Joey, the minute he kind of came in, you know, maybe a week it took him, but he, he was pretty dominant. He, they couldn't stop him. So I got to give it to Bosa. Uh, comeback player of the year, you know, we both had our picks preseason. You got Le'Veon Bell, you have Jordy Nelson, you have our guy from uh, Tennessee, my pick, DeMarco Murray, preseason, and you had Jordy. We had from the Chargers, Melvin Gordon, who had a great, great season. And then from the Miami Dolphins, um, Cameron Wake, who you got? So, I mean, you have to give it to Le'Veon Bell. He's the best player on that list, and he had the best season on that list. He did have to sit out the three games. Um, but I don't know that his injury was as severe, I guess, as others. But, I, I mean, what a performance for Le'Veon Bell. I, you just have to give it to him. Yeah, I want to because that's my guy. I, don't, I think Jordy picked up later in the season. He didn't have a great all-around season. But to me, his I'm sick of my preseason pick, DeMarco Murray, man, because – he was the reason that the Titans almost made the playoffs. Now, they didn't make it because Mariota got hurt, but DeMarco Murray, second, I think, in the league in rushing, and just had an overall impressive, great season. And, uh, you know, hey, that ends the picks. Hey, you know, I'm not too sure, but I just want to throw this out there to you. They're saying um, that they might have the assistant coach of the year. It might be a new category. I've seen it written in some places and not in others. But Kyle Shanahan. Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, okay. Yeah, well, I was going to say Shanahan or in New England, Matt Patricia's, but I would go with Shanahan too, without a doubt. And, you know, luckily his, uh, you know, playbook was found in the Super Bowl media night and all that stuff. So before we end it, man, is this the year where Kurt Warner and, L- and uh, Owens and LT get in the Hall of Fame? They're going to announce it Saturday night. I'm really hyped up. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know we talked about it months ago, but now we're here. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think they start to give some of these running backs and some wide receivers some love. I'm not sure Kurt Warner gets in. I think he waits another year. So you got Terrell Davis, LT, T.O. Yeah, catch up in that position. Yeah, and one of the linemen on the safety. Yeah, you got a lot of nice linemen. So yes, I do think Kurt Warner has to wait a little bit. But yeah, I think I think the skill position and a couple of offensive linemen. Yeah, it should be fun. We'll definitely look for it. Again, 26-23 for Ray. Patriots win. Tay has got 31-27. New England Patriots win. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe. You know, just have a great time. Don't overeat. Enjoy the commercials. Lady Gaga should really tear it down, Ray. Um, you know, we'll talk about that on Monday because, you know, we all can reflect on, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, Beyonce, you know, you two, all the great halftime shows. I think Lady Gaga should definitely, you know, step it up and be in the top five or top ten when it's said and done. Um, you you excited about her or you're kind of indifferent? What, what do you, what do you, no, what do you I think she carries an audience. She carries the crowd. She's young. She's talented. She can carry the, the millennials. She can carry the older crowd. I think it's going to be a good one. I don't know if it'll be a good one. There's rumors that she might have some guests with her, and she did not say no to uh, 
pregnant with twins, Beyonce showing up. I mean, I love Beyonce, but haven't we had Beyonce too, too, too many times recently? She was right. just helping out last year. Help, right, helping out Bruno and helping out uh, who last year was um, – who was it last year? It was uh, No, no, she helped out Coldplay. Coldplay last year. That's right. But yeah. she was with Bruno too. So that was the that was the back-to-back years. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, you know, uh, enough. I mean, Beyonce's great and, 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 uh, and you know – Power to the people, but just just worry about having your kid. You know what I mean? You'll come back strong. Don't worry. Don't worry. You don't need to make another cameo. You've already put your stamp on the Super Bowl. You've been there, done that. And to me, if I'm Lady Gaga, I'm a diva enough that I'm like, I don't need another diva. I can carry this. Because give Gaga credit, she's a singer. She can sing. She's not like, I mean, as much as I think she copies Madonna, she's a better singer than Madonna. Yeah, she's she's a singer and an entertainer, whereas Madonna is, is 90% entertainment. Yeah. So, well, enjoy the commercials. I like the Cam Newton commercial they premiered last night with the supermodel and him and talking about a Buick. So check for that one. That should be funny. And uh, have a, have a great show. I mean, have a, a great Super Bowl and uh, enjoy Saturday night. Knicks, Cavs. <laughs> Hopefully, we have a miracle. And uh, we'll talk some about NBA on Monday. Catch you up with some of the trades and stuff going down. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great sports weekend. Out. Go enjoy the Super Bowl.